Hello, everyone, and you're tuned in to another segment of Women Who Boss Up. This is about conversations with women who rise above and become bosses. These women have a sense of confidence and awareness about where they stand in this world. They handle their business, and they authentically love what they do. Now, my guest today is Nikita Butler. Nikita, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's an honor to have you on my show today, and I'm going to be talking to Nikita about her journey to get to where she's at. Now, she is the owner of Divine Interventions. It's a personal service agency where she and her staff work one-on-one with clients providing services, which allows them to live safely in their own home, opposed to being moved to a nursing facility. Now, she's done this for 21 years, so we're going to dive deep and, and talk about all the things that got her to where she is today. So, Nikita, what made you choose this type of business? I'm not sure that I chose it. It chose me. Okay, so elaborate. Um, it's just what I'm good at is a natural gift and talent. Um, I don't work hard at it. It just comes so natural to me to help individuals, especially taking care of somebody in the home, making sure they're safe. Um, and then not even that, I started off in mental health. And so from there on, I moved into personal care, but I was still helping individuals one-on-one or family settings where we would just help them set goals, maintain those goals or set new goals just to stay safe in their home. Okay. So you, your company is called Divine Interventions. How did you come mm-hmm. up with the name of your business? Um, through prayer, no, just not sure what I wanted to do and um, name it. And after praying about it, I got divine intervention. It's kind of what I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell me, everyone goes through sacrifices to get to where they are today. So did you have to give up something to get to where you are today? What were some sacrifices or some barriers you had to go through? Oh, well, just trying to get the business started. It was a lot. I mean, Just going through trying to get clients. I had a big clientele, but I didn't know how to make the money or how to get paid for what I did after I left the company. The company actually shut down. And so after they shut down, um, I continued to work doing the same thing as if I was getting paid where there was like a three-year span where I didn't get any income. And so... It took some time to figure out how to get paid for it and how to get the certifications to get paid for it. And even then, after we're getting those certifications, you run into lots of barriers with the red tape. You have to go through so much just to get approval. And then when they see who is actually behind the company, that's another thing. So then we're talking about like racial issues. Yes. Okay. So what kind of things did you have to go through as far as that was concerned? not being trusted or um, if someone made a complaint, it was never um, substantiated, they would automatically say that is what happened, you know, and so you have to constantly prove yourself to gain the trust um, of individuals who are in control of the client base. So once you get a few people to trust you and a few people to see that you're doing good and they really stand behind you, then that's how we got past those barriers because I continue to take the most difficult clients on all the time. They would always call divine intervention for those clients. And as we took those on, we started straightening out their lives. Once they see that we started straightening out those clients' lives, then they started asking us just to take regular clients. We still get those calls because we have that reputation now that we can handle those clients that are more difficult. But 
I mean, it's an honor now. It was it was one thing we wanted to do to prove ourselves that we're worthy and that, you know, we could make a name in this game and, you know, compete with the big dogs. And so that's what we're trying to do. Uh, we're trying to show that we can compete and that we provide quality care. And that's great. And I think you're doing that. You've been in business for 21 years, so that's awesome. Yes. Tell me your target client. We work with individuals who are aged and disabled, and they are, we want to keep them in their home so they are not going into a facility more like nursing facility. So that is our target market. We try to reach those people so that we can just, just a little bit of help to make the, a big difference between them staying in the home safely and going into a facility. And actually, it costs so much more to go into a facility. It is preferred that they stay in the home. So that's the market that we target. Okay, great. So tell me, Nikita, what was life like growing up for you? Life growing up was very difficult for me. Um, I grew up in a home with a parent who was addicted to drugs without a father. I left home when I was 13 years old, and I have been on my own ever since. So I was more so taking care of my mother, whom I grew up with. She has had an addiction issue all of my life and so knowing that I wanted to do something different didn't know how to do something different I actually found some supports when I got into high school because school was just like my safe place um, to get away from it all and so I love to go there and because some of my counselors and teachers recognized that they kind of pointed me in the right direction to go to college, which I never planned on going to college. Um, I thought I just needed to work to maybe help my sister out because she was trying to take care of me and she was four years older than I was. Uh, it all worked together, you know, and worked out. It just ended up being so that I went on to IU. Um, I started in mental health, working in that field, and then loved it so much that I just didn't want to do anything else and went on later to start divine intervention okay that's great now you mentioned support so what kind of support did you get and going through that I can imagine you know at 13 you know all the things you were going through so did you have any support to help you or was was your safe place you mentioned the high school was your safe place is that where you got your support from as far as motivating you to go to college and moving forward yep Yep, it was I had an English teacher I'd written the paper um, one year and she said, this paper is great. You know, I'm going to give it to the counselor. You know, so after the counselor uh, seen the paper, she said, call me down to the um, counselor's office. And she said, are you going to college? And I said, no, you know, I hadn't even thought about that. And this is my senior year in high school. <laughs> so, no, I'm, I don't think I'm going to go. I'm just going to try and work. Because at this time, I had been working at Target since I was 16. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep working at Target, you know, help my sister. And she says, well, why don't you eat, look at colleges? Why don't you think about it? Well, I didn't know where to think about because we're, you know, growing up, we didn't talk about college. I hadn't known anybody that went to college. And so I didn't know. So she pointed me in the direction. Um, my counselor name was Kathy Bird, and she started helping me look through books to get scholarships. And um, then I ended up going to IU and 95 with a summer group called Groups 95, and I went, done really well that summer, and stayed and kept going. 
That's awesome. So not only that, you went to IU and you got a degree. So let's talk about that degree you got. So I had a a degree in pre-law and a minor with a minor in social work. Okay, and then you went on again to get your master's from Bethel University. What degree did you yeah, get? I ended up getting a, gr- a degree in theology with a concentration in counseling. Okay, so everything kind of falls together in what you're doing. I think that's great and awesome. Yes. What motivates you? Just taking care of people. I can do it all day. I'm in a just to give me a call, I'm coming. It <laughs> just motivates me. It doesn't feel like work, you know, doing it at all. You know, you I, after a long day, I've worked all day. I could take care of people all day and wouldn't feel it until I got home because I had so much fun doing it. Okay. Um, you know firsthand the overwhelming and frustration of caring for a loved one who suffers from a disability because, you know, that's happened in your home. So yes. let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. Yeah, so my mom in 2015... She suffered a brain aneurysm where she had most of the bleeding on her frontal lobe, which caused her not to be able to walk again. They all still work because they were damaged. She just doesn't get the signal to um, walk or, you know, move her hands properly. And so she is bedridden and we have to take care of her total care. She can feed herself, uh, but she doesn't walk. She doesn't go to the restroom. We have to totally take care of her, all those things. So we have to use wheelchair, manual lifts to help her out. And after, you know, the initial shock of it, I think we kind of just kicked right into gear with taking care of her and doing the things that we needed to do to take care of her. Right. So, but it is, I mean, that that is a full-time job. So when I get off from taking care of other people, I go home and take care of her. You know, I start off the day with her and um, I end the day with her. And so some days are longer. Sometimes it's all night. She may not sleep, but I get up and do it all over again. Okay. It's not easy, though. I can imagine. (laughs) So with that being said, how do you take time out for Nikita? That's the difficult part. I won't lie about that. I, I very rarely find time for me. So like today, I'm at work. It's my birthday. It's difficult to find that time where I have the time to take off, you know, to take care of me. I try to do things like massages and where I go, you know, once a month or something. But it'll pile up and I hadn't gone in three months. So that's the part that I really need to work on learning to take care of me. Right, because you have to take care of you to continue moving forward and doing what you're doing because you're doing an awesome thing, but Uh you have to take time for you to, you know, refresh yourself, reinvent, to keep on moving forward, right? Yes. So with that being said, you're going to find more time for Nikita, right? I am. (laughs) I am. And I've made it, I made a plan. One thing my husband always says is, it's not a plan unless you have it down. So I've made a plan and to take care of me and so this year I've set um, dates and I've set times where I'm just going to take care of myself and take vacations and pamper myself a little bit just so that I can be refreshed. Yes, write the vision, write it down. Yes, I like that. Yeah. Um, What has been your most satisfying moment in business? Um, I think my most satisfying moment is just being able to help individuals on my own terms. And so before when I worked for someone, it was like I wanted to do more, and but I really couldn't because I didn't want to violate <clears throat> any policies or anything. Well, here I get to write the policies and 
I get to reinforce them with people to see that people are really taken care of well and it's it's awesome okay now what would you say are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur I would say the top three skills um, I would tell anybody this because this was my struggle Um, I had the gift and I am great at what I do but I need to learn the financial aspect so I have my husband for that. Okay. Had it not been for him taking care of that, that's the, I think, most important thing. You know, so the documentation, those things are so important that if you don't have those in place, then it doesn't matter what skills you have. I think it's just going to go down the drain. You can have all the skills in the world, but it won't manifest into business if you don't have that part. And so that's a big thing. Learn those things. Learn about taxes. But then continue to grow. Continue to grow in your skills. So I think that um, you have to continue to develop what you're good at. That's the second thing So for business. So continue to reinvent yourself and make things better. Be open to learning new things from different people. I think that'll help business. And lastly, I think that you just need to enjoy it. Okay. All great things. Thanks for sharing that. Most people talk about having a tribe around them to help motivate, you know, like a vision accountability partners. Did you have those when you were building your business? And do you feel it's important? I do think it's important. I've had uh, my husband around. He, He has helped me you know, with things. He's been in business before, before we were um, ever married. So he knew a lot of business things, um, very business savvy, which kept me on my toes. Uh, A lot of times I still wanted to do it my way because I just wanted to go out and help people and just do it. That's all I wanted to do. But yes, I had him to redirect me. And I think that that's important, you know, to have somebody like that to have that village. Since we've grown, grown, I've built a um, management team that helps out. Helps out all. They're awesome. They're willing to work. They sacrifice their time. A pretty good team. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. So, mm-hmm. what is one thing that someone doesn't know about Nikita? That I'm a goofball. What? <laughs> yeah, I think that is the one thing that people don't know about me. If they got close enough to know, they would think that maybe I'm a, if I had another life, it'd be a comedian. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Um, Who has been your greatest inspiration? My greatest inspiration, um, you know, I would have to say I didn't have one prior to really meeting my husband. When I met him, He was like the best man I ever seen in my life because I hadn't seen any good men. Okay. (laughs) Really any good men. And so to see him and to meet him and to see where he had come from, he's from Chicago. He'll tell you about to come from the projects and the gangs and to see that he is a good man, you know. So he really inspired me to be better, you know, to do better, just to be different than I am. I would tell him all the time that I want to be different, but then I will still do the same old thing. And he would stay on me and say, you know what? This is what you need to do to change this thing. If you want this to change, you have to do this. And I hadn't had that in my life because I didn't have a father around, you know, 
Um, I have older brothers, but one was moved out of town. One was in prison. So they weren't inspirational in my life. Um, The ladies that were in my life, they didn't have spouses. And so to meet him and to see that and see men differently really inspired me, has inspired me to even be better, to do better, because now I believe that there's something different for me, my children, you know, everybody, my sisters. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's just awesome. He's been a great inspiration in my life. And, you know, not only that, he just he just had a heart transplant a year ago. And so to see him fight through that and to get up and to be so re- resilient in those things, it's just been awesome. Yes, and that's great. Kudos to the husband mm-hmm. for inspiring you to move on with not even just you, with him. Like you said, after having his surgery, that's great and awesome. Yeah. If you had one piece of advice to give to someone just starting out, what would it be? I would tell them to build slowly and learn. Take time to learn out about taxes. Take time to get the financial piece down. Take time to understand how you should properly document things and then push your gift full force and things will fall into place. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now, if you were to write a book, what would the title be and why? If I were to write a book, I would write a book and it would say, how I survived. Okay. <laughs> How I survived. And it would be that because I did survive and that I went through so much in my life, in my childhood, um, I hadn't even touched on, I mean, my mom being on drugs, that was the best thing in my life. <laughs> and so how I survived and I would inspire people I would tell them you can do it I knew from a child that there was something inside of me I didn't know what that something was but since then I knew and I would always do something that everybody thought was weird but I thought I I have to do this (laughs) because you were obviously being led to do that and um you are a true example that you can survive yeah you know what kind of legacy would you like to leave behind like to leave a legacy that just says that I cared and that everybody was important to me. Okay. You know, I want people to know that it's okay that you're in the situation that you're in now, but you can get out of it. You can change. You know, I did. And so that is the legacy that I want to leave if I had somebody to talk about me if I wasn't here anymore, I would want them to say that she really did care. Okay, I like that, yes. Now, I ask all of my guests what their definition of a boss is. I would say the definition of a boss to me is someone who is not afraid to get down and dirty and do the work to show somebody else how to be a boss. Hey, I like that. Get down and dirty and show. Okay. Now, if someone wants to contact you, how can they reach you? They can reach me directly by phone, 574-350-5292. And that is a direct line to Divine Intervention. They can reach me by email at divineinterventionsinc at aol.com um, or word of mouth. That's how we get 
our clients. We do not even have a website because we just get clients who send clients, and we are overloaded. Okay, there you have it right there. Any last remarks, Nikita? I'd just like to say thank you for having me. I know we don't do a whole lot, but what we do, we make an impact. Yes, yes. Thank you for that. I want to thank you for taking the time out, sharing your journey with our listeners today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And if you would like more information about Women Who Boss Up, you can email me at womenwhobossup at gmail.com or you can like me on Facebook at womenwhobossup.com. Until next time, everyone have a great day.